Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at the worst-case scenarios for every top 12 consensus-ranked tight end. If you haven't heard the quarterback running back sections of this, I invite you to do so. Basically, we talk up every player seemingly in fantasy football land throughout the offseason. I want to take a second and see where it could go wrong. So, no, these are not my complete thoughts on these guys. I just want to try to punch some holes in a lot of the optimism that's going around for seemingly everybody this time of the year. So, I will not be, you know, relying on, hey, this guy could get hurt. We'll try to do actual efficiency, workload-related potential uh, pitfalls. So, without further ado, worst-case scenarios for every top 12 tight end starts off with Travis Kelsey. I just think it's going to be age. He is only 144 days younger than Rob Gronkowski. He didn't look look any worse for the wear in Yak in 2020. I don't see a drop-off coming. Even if it does, I can't imagine a system where you would age more gracefully than Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. I mean, he was freaking twisting up Denzel Ward the last time we saw him out there. I don't see Kelsey's efficiency falling off a cliff, but, you know, it is a demanding position. Who knows if, you know, all the miles, you know, maybe just the final straw that breaks the camel's back type of situation. Darren Waller, apparently he's been missing time with this ankle injury. The Raiders came out and said it's not a big deal. I don't know. You miss eight or nine straight practices. It kind of seems like it's not a small deal either. So there's really no one else on this offense. Uh, you know, I would expect to be stealing targets from Waller. Great player in his own right. To me, the only way he busts is if he comes in the year banged up, unable to be the guy that we know he can be when healthy. Number three, George Kittle. Look. Only Devontae Adams averaged more yards per outrun than George Kittle last year. He is so dominant and great as a receiver. I think the only reason he's not used more is because he's similarly awesome and dominant as a blocker. So maybe transitioning to Trey Lance, more of a run-first offense, the overall target share pie shrinks, and Kittle is actually used more as a blocker than we've seen in the past. We do have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk functioning as legit high-end pass game options in their own right. George Kittle, being a team guy, getting paid regardless, wouldn't be shocking if we see him become the number three pass game option in the 49ers offense. Would he be the most overqualified number three, you know, quote unquote receiver in the league? Absolutely. But if the offense is scoring points, I'm sure Kittle and Shanahan won't really care if he falls off a little bit in fantasy land with TJ Hawkinson. So reports out of camp are saying that he has been golf's, you know, number one pass game option and playing great the entire time. With that said, we got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perryman. There's a chance that Hawkinson just, you know, isn't the featured number one pass game target that we're expecting him to be. I know the golf Higby splits from the end of the uh, 2019 season is what everyone's, you know, hanging their hat on. I will say though, no Higby, if you just look at the yards per hour run metrics and some of the efficiency stuff actually has been superior than Hawkinson. He was tied for 13th in yards per route run among 49 qualified tight ends in 2020. Hawkinson should have too much volume to truly bust, but maybe he can't return that tight end for value because, you know, 100 targets for the guy, it's, it's going to be tough for him to necessarily be that good if he's in a bottom tier scoring offense. Tight end five, Mark Andrews. So he actually fell off a little bit last year, and it does concern me. Career low marks and yards per reception, yards per target. I get it if you want to pin those on Lamar Jackson, but Mark Andrews, only 3.2 yards after the catch per reception last year. 2019, he was at 4.5. In 2018, 5.8. No, there's no more tight end competition in the offense, but Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, you know, if they really want to elevate the Ravens passing game to a new level, which seems like the goal, maybe featuring your tight end as such a high, 
high uh, target share isn't the way to do that. So newfound competition in the passing game combined with Andrews just not being the same monster maybe we thought he was the first two years of his career could be how he just doesn't quite return the same fantasy value as we're expecting. With Kyle Pitts, I think this one, you know, you draft the guy fourth overall. You would like to think NFL coaches have a plan for how to use him. I think the way Pitts would bust is if they just say, hey, this guy is a tight end. We draft him to be a tight end. And right now, Hayden Hurst is uh, better, which I don't, it, it just pains me to even say those words out loud. But if we don't get true wide receiver usage out of Pitts, then it could almost become an overall volume problem. Again, with Julio Jones out of the picture, I don't know how Pitts will be anything other than the number two receiver in this offense but hey you know if he just struggles a little bit early maybe we see calvin ridley you know flirt with the target total starting with two nobody else in a passing game that could take a step back without julio matt ryan's efficiency over the years uh, certainly has uh might be tough for matt ryan to enable more than one super high-end fantasy asset Tight end seven, Dallas Goddard. It's already happening, people. I mean, the Zach Earth Dallas Goddard split was predictably terrible last night in the preseason game. I'm recording this on Friday. So in the Steelers uh, Eagles game, and that shouldn't be a surprise. Maybe Ertz isn't on the Eagles by the time the season starts. We better hope not if you're still drafting Goddard as a top six, top seven tight end. You know, once it became clear, Ertz, the real Slim Shady, was back. I moved Goddard back down to a borderline tight end one. I certainly think he's better than Ertz in the year 2021. He was better than Ertz in the year 2020. Didn't stop Ertz from still out-targeting him then and potentially now. So offenses real life with two great tight ends fantastic you probably don't even have one great one in fantasy tight end eight i have noah fant maybe the answer to drew lock versus teddy bridgewater is no probably seems like the most probable one at this point and noah fant as much as i really think he has a potential eruption year coming he was so banged up last year and just electric after the catch as a rookie Hey, he could be the pretty clear-cut number three pass game option behind Judy, behind Cortland Sutton. Hell, maybe even behind KJ Hamler as well. So, game of volume. If it's quarterback, you know, makes the efficiency rough to come by. That's how Noah Fant just won't have a great breakout in 2021. Logan Thomas had that awesome back shoulder catch uh, from Fitzpatrick with the first team. He should be out there almost all the time. I mean, he was playing over 90% snaps almost week in and week out last year. I guess the question is, will he be quite as involved as a receiver? Triple digit targets, I'm not so sure are in his range of outcomes again, because 82% of Thomas's targets last year came when he was lined up in the slot or out wide. So no, no new tight end competition, but Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, Adam Humphreys, similar to why we're lower on J.D. McKissick. So much of his production came to slaughter out wide because Washington didn't have any receivers last year. Now they do. Could be a problem for Thomas and McKissick. Again, repeating their roles as absolute target hogs. Tight end 10, Tyler Higby. Again, Jacob Harris is not taking over Tyler Higby's job. Please stop even saying that's a possibility on Twitter. It's just really giving away you don't know football. He could take Gerald Everett's job, though, and then who is now gone, and then that could form a similar tight end committee system we saw last year. Both guys get between 40 and 60 targets. Personally, I think Higby's going to have more of a 70-80% target stranglehold on the t specific tight end uh, things from Matthew Stafford, but hey, Jacob Harris, he is getting a lot of hype in uh, you know preseason land, and I think even even if he's not going to be a fantasy relevant asset in and of himself, he could maybe be good enough, involved enough to block Higby. And even if he doesn't, I mean, we're still looking at Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Djax, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. Very realistic chance that Sean McVay doesn't give a shit about featuring his tight end. And he just did so for five games at the end of 2019 just for kicks. Uh, I had Matt Kelly on the pod last year, Podfather, you know, player uh, profiler, Roto Underworld, uh, Underlord, and all that.
And he brought up the point where it was almost like an art of war tactic uh, from Sean McVay at the end of 2019. Like, just show show everyone, like, these different things the offense could do to set them up for uh, failure down the road when he tried to game plan against that. So, I think it was more of a volume uh, issue, but it was an interesting point by Matt for sure. Tight end 11, Robert Tunyon. Yeah, the cries for regression come true. Tunyon, probably not going to – I can actually guarantee he will not have more touchdowns than incomplete targets again in 2021. Devontae Adams could remain – he will remain the out for target hog maybe aaron jones mvs randall cobb end up leaping past tunyon in aaron Rodgers' pecking order we still got you know i think is mercedes lewis still on that squad i think so but you know sternberger multiple tight ends on green bay at this point maybe robert tunyon's year little more of a fluke than a sign of things to come and finally tight end 12 mike jasicki look i think this is what's happening i have jasicki as like tight end 20 hunter long is banged up right now the third round tight end but still have adam shaheen and some other guys basically similar to logan thomas jasicki saw 84 percent of his targets come from the slot or out wide last year what's the dolphins starting three wide receiver offense Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Jalen Waddle. Maybe they're ready to give Jaseki more of a full-time inline role. We haven't seen that yet. Using a third-round pick on someone that could be splitting those snaps. Not exactly great, people. So, you know, Tua, also not necessarily a given. He's going to be, uh, you know, riding high. I know he and Jaseki had a nice connection last year. More so due to all the injuries. So, personally, I am really loading up on Fuller and Waddle, ignoring Jaseki and, to a lesser extent, Parker in Fantasyland. That's going to wrap up this edition of PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Everyone, new episodes every single day throughout the summer. We will be concluding the Fantasy Files series on the 20th, but rest assured, still have plenty of good content coming out after that. So, I'm Ian Harditz, and until next time, take care, everybody. 